that thing go? If all can breathe. No. All There's no equal is correct. I'm just telling yeah. you that things aren't equal. <laughs> tastes like salmon. It does taste like salmon. I had cheese Because we were left. eating salmon. We're on the West Coast. It happened. Welcome to the Financial Independence Garage, where we give you the tools to repair your finances and unfold that roadmap to financial independence. Pitter patter. Let's get at her, boys. I guess I'm reading this. Oh, it's your turn? Go for it. What do we got? Well, we, I picked this one because I saw the bicycle on it and you got a new bicycle. I did get a new bicycle today. Very exciting. Yeah. It was not a frugal purchase. <laughs> Man, <laughs> am I pumped. But you're mindful. You value it. Yes. It's experiences. I, I value yeah, it okay. greatly. It's approved. Okay. Perfect. So we have the Cyclops Single Hopped IPA. Vic Secret Hops. Where is this from? Oh, from Strange Fellows Brewing. In Vancouver. Yes. I believe they're in Vancouver. Quick drive. The story behind this is, was the Cyclops misunderstood? Known throughout time as the man-eating one-eyed giant, his revenge on the Greek hero Odysseus incited one of the greatest epic adventures of all time. Perhaps the Cyclops' lone peeper symbolized a cosmic third eye, responsible for foresight of historic proportions. Something to ponder while you enjoy the Single Hopped IPA, a balanced ale with Vic Secret's topical fruity character that may open the gate to a different outlook on things. How is it? It's, it's uh, pretty good. S- single Hop. Taste Single Hop. <laughs> Tastes a little bit like the smoked salmon I had, but I should have cleansed our palate. Yeah. That would have been smart. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, ooh, it, that's interesting. It's, yeah, it's kind of mellow. It's very, very mellow. Yeah, but I think being single hop there, it just has like sort of one character that you get when you drink it. You don't get the, right. sort of a beginning and end. Just no. a little bit of bitterness up front and, and single hop. I think it's uh, it's not complicated. Let's put it that way. No. It's, uh, it's one-eyed. Yes, it is one-eyed. I think we'll be able to drink it. Mm-hmm. Well, have we had a beverage on the garage yet that we have not drank? You know... There was one that was close. Yeah. Oh, there was one that was close. What was that? It was like the eleven percent California one. Oh yeah. It was hard to hard was, to get to. What was the word we used for that? I can't remember now. No. All right. Uh, welcome to the show, folks. Thanks for listening. As usual, we are here tonight to. Oh, I'm getting pointed at by the ah, economist. I just Hi, you... I'm the money mechanic. There you go. I'm, I'm the economist, and I'm the accountant. <laughs> uh, isn't this show number twenty? Aren't we supposed to be good? This could be twenty. Uh, yeah. It's around twenty. I think we stopped counting because we were. We didn't worried want to yeah, yeah. get to the show Ultimatum. that we had to be good at. So yeah. if we're better, then we've that's <clears throat> good enough. Uh, tonight we will be discussing a important topic: socially responsible investing. Yes, bit of a hot topic now, so we'll get into that in a minute. We'll just uh, roll right into our useful tool. And tonight we've stepped away from the financial arena. Well, it could uh, still be could considered still be, financial I arena. Yeah, I guess it could. Um, it's it's a tech tool. Yes. Yeah. It uh, is called LastPass, and it is essentially a password keeper. But you install it onto, say, Google Chrome on your computer, and then every time you go to log in somewhere, LastPass will keep your password stored, and you can sign in with a single click. It's secured. The premium version for business is how they make revenue, and it's a very trustworthy service. And it's free for us to use. And it's free for you to use. Yeah. Now, the thing about this that I thought was really valuable is the three of us work on the same documents together. Yes. And although we do use the Google Drive, which is advantageous, I would be able to, if I had LastPass and you had LastPass, yeah. using our own individual apps, I could give you access to our Facebook page. 
so you could go in and make changes to that without actually having without, my passwords. I wouldn't have as- yeah. pa- access to your password, wouldn't be able to change your password, but I could still get access in there. Yeah. So Pretty if handy. Yeah, if you collaborate with other people for, you know, whatever, whatever it may be, uh, might be a great way of being able to share access without giving up your passwords. And the well, other thing that... Or was, if you keep your passwords in a book because you can't remember them. <laughs> guilty. That's true. Right? Guilty. The other one I like about it is... You know, in today's world of cybersecurity, it's always asking for stronger and stronger passwords, which are harder and harder to remember. Right. So if you have, and they also say that you should keep different passwords among your different things, because if one gets hacked, it means they could all get hacked if you have the same password. But then it becomes really hard to remember. Right. Now, the other thing, too, with this is that it's it's not like you're using the built-in memory of your web browser, which isn't, well, it's secure, but it's... It's it belongs to Google, not... Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to get. It's an independent company that right. keeps your data secure. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to hook that up and start using it because we do do a lot of collaboration or different things. So I think it's going to be handy for that. And I am terrible at remembering passwords. Yeah, it's frustrating, isn't it? Yeah. It is. That, the Apple phone is the worst, I yeah. find, or yeah. whatever. So that's a short iTunes. one tonight. We have no affiliation yeah. with LastPass. We just thought it was a useful tool that might help with, uh, you know, I've got a number of financial institutions that I deal with, whether it's Lending Loop yep. or Request Trade or TD. It'd be kind of nice to have those all. Dogfight. That's an interesting noise. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys doing? He's always got the ear slap in there. Uh, the other quick notice is a, is a little public service uh, mention that <laughs> we're gonna have to throw him out of the room you are definitely gonna have to throw him out of the room. <laughs> people kind of like the dog noise it's endearing and then it becomes annoying yeah. <laughs> plans well is no more uh we talked about plans well on an early episode and it was a free online financial planning service that gave you access to make a plan for investments insurance and mortgages and it is no longer available in canada they sent out an email this will be a few weeks old when you hear this it was in uh, the beginning of november that they ceased to service and apparently there was one miracle missing profits i think it was profits. i think the one miracle (laughs) missing was profits yeah i again i think it was a good service um and there was an ambitious platform yeah. to, to use and it had value we both uh, i know the economist and i tried it yeah uh use their insurance brokerage yeah and they called us and we yeah. chatted with them and i think everything was good it was just it was going to be yeah. hard to see how they were going to make it money so yeah. um goodbye plans well moving right along <laughs> yes what that's like that's a short little beginning. I need some beer. I've been talking yeah, a lot. Why are you guys been, talking to me? Well, you seem really you know, into you, it right you, now. You're very is, focused. You, yeah. <laughs> game face. Yeah. You, you game have, face. Yeah. It's like he had a checklist. Yeah. He was just going through it, and I didn't yeah. want to interrupt. So, are we going to start with the socially responsible path to Fi that we're all taking? <laughs> well, why don't you start with that? Because I know that's what you want to talk about. Well, no, I want to talk about everything. Yeah, I mean, the path to fire and is. Um, He's really thought this one through. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah this, this is, is great. Rehearsed. The path yeah. to FI is uh, uh, more socially responsible than living your standard life. Is that what you're saying? No, it, it leads... <laughs> Don't put words in his mouth. It leads to changes that... Someone had to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely they did. It leads to changes that tend to be... To lead to sustainability. Oh, I mean, you know? generally consuming less. When yeah. you're trying to save more and cut back expenses, you're going to be consuming less. You're going to be more socially responsible just on that fact alone exactly 
Should we just uh, start by kind of defining what we're talking about tonight in case there's people out there that don't know what we mean when we say socially responsible investing or yeah, go for uh, ESG style investing, just to, before yeah. we get too deep in the weeds here. Sure. Yeah. So socially responsible investing is basically, I guess you would say it could be doing less damage by removing certain stocks or sin stocks from your investment portfolio, or it could be also making specific decisions to purchase into a some form of investment that does good yes like solar panels or planting trees we'll talk about that the esg acronym that you hear us you'll hear us throw around is to do with environmental social and governance and it's with relation to the specific companies within like we all you know we all talk about index funds so there's a whole ton of companies in those index funds and now each of those companies are rated on their ESG, their yeah. environmental impact, their social within their uh, within their corporate structure and and their corporate governance. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of what we're trying to investigate tonight. And it's a fairly popular topic. It's been around for a few years. It's not really anything new, but you're probably hearing more about it. And I think the economist brought up a good point at the beginning is by living trying to achieve FI and maybe you're a mustachian, right. You are sort of by default doing the socially responsible thing yeah with less consuming less consuming you know if you're meal planning you're reducing food waste if you're there's a lot of things that go along in five that are socially responsible decisions they just also happen to save you money yeah they're probably but for the most part they're probably decisions you make for monetary purposes monetary purposes that happen to have good social outcomes right right so yeah, going for a walk or doing uh, activities that right. are outdoors and free, right, is better than going to a theme park and blowing a bunch of money and creating a bunch of garbage and yeah. using a bunch of power and right. I mean, we could go on and on. Retrofitting your house, uh, yeah, right, really? making it more energy efficient. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. I thought you were gonna pick on me for my bathroom renovation. No, no, no. not yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's on well, another episode. That's yeah. the next episode yeah. when you're still not done it. Uh, then I'll start ripping that's into you. Quite possible. I yeah. yeah. I will have no defense for myself. Yeah. But yeah, yeah like putting in LED light bulbs. Right. Transportation choices. Transportation too. choices. Yeah, it's interesting you know? how like we talk about the three main things, the three main costs, right? Is right. housing, transportation, and food. And by making socially responsible choices in there, exactly. you're probably gonna be making better financial choices as well. Right. Are you are gonna pay a premium for organic foods though? But is that a choice that you... True, but then you save money because you don't maybe eat as much meat. Or you don't throw out as much as you want. That's the big one. Right. Yeah. No food waste. Yeah. I think what we're going to find here with this topic, regardless of what sort of angle we're talking about, whether it's investments or lifestyle, it's going to be really personal. Duh. That's a reoccurring theme we (laughs) always have. But everybody's values are going to be slightly different in how they feel about their environmental impact. Mm -hmm. Right. And and their social responsibility. Yeah. Right. So whatever you as a listener decide is yours, that's totally fine. Yeah. And I think part of what we'll try and cover is the from the investment angle of it because we a lot of us are probably invested in very similar index funds. Right. Even if it's iShares or Vanguard, the underlying holdings for your Canadian index fund are going to be the same. Very similar. Have you considered whether they have good environmental, social, and corporate governance? Well, and then to go along with that as well, is a lot of people decide that they want 
socially responsible investing and they go enter into one of these green funds, but they never look at what the underlying holdings are. Right. So based on your own, that could be somebody's ethical fund, but it doesn't agree with your values. Right. So if you don't look at what's being held underlying, you can't just assume that a green fund or an ethical fund or whatever you want to call it is going to align with what you want. There's also a term called greenwashing. Uh, where yes. where they've marketed it as a green fund, but and they only own tar sands companies. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it's quite that bad, but uh, well, yeah, there but... was a good article on that, wasn't there? Somebody put out. Yeah, there's. Uh, we do have a greenwashing article here that's uh, been. You know, was it the National Post? It was interesting when we started diving into this. There's quite a rabbit hole here. Oh yeah, there oh, is quite a rabbit, rabbit hole, hole here. Yeah. So we're not going to be able to come close to covering no. this realm. We want to try and keep it Canadian because that's what's important really for our listeners. Um, this greenwashing article did come out of, in the beginning of November of 2019. And it's called Greenwashing and ETFs. Why some socially responsible funds may be misleading investors. And it basically goes on to say is just what you said is that they're highlighting the, the good. Right. But they're sliding in some something under the doormat there as yeah. well. And I'm sure it's to make it easier on the, the index yeah. manager. Yeah. Right? Well, like, but, hey, Look at just look at our Canadian index. Yeah. What what do we have? Banks and oil companies. And what and what are the banks invested in? <laughs> yeah. What, exactly. <laughs> so if do you hold TD, well, are you okay with that? Well, are, then you have to be okay with what TD invests their money in. I mean, th- you go down a lot of levels here. Oh yeah. You can go. Yeah. You can dig deep, right? Yeah. Well, and there's other funds too that will argue. Well, sure, we own a bunch of you know, whatever TD and people might not like what they're invested in. I don't know what you'd have a problem with in TD, but anyway, just for the example. And they go, well, yeah, we wouldn't want to hold that, but we're holding it so that we have influence on their board to try and change things. That's a good point, right? Right. That's a very good point. Now us as a retail investor, we're probably not going to have enough influence to make a big difference in, in these larger companies, but you're right. But if everybody starts if doing everybody this. did it, then you we could have a voice. And I mean, we do own some individual shares, and you get you probably get the perspective and the uh, voting sheets, the proxy votes, yeah, yeah. proxy votes. So, and I I voted before on, on certain issues, right? So you can, as a retail investor, have a little bit of your say, right? You know, you say you can't have that much of a say, but uh, you sent out a podcast uh, from Impact Investing, yep, and kind of the sign off. Uh, is it Tim Nash? Tim Nash. Tim Nash is a, kind of a specialist in this yeah. area. He's done a few Sustainable podcasts. Economist. Yeah, he's from, yeah, yeah. shout out yeah. Tim Nash, the Sustainable Economist. We listened to a bunch of other content and read a bunch before yeah. the show, and uh, he's very well spoken. He knows this uh, side of it very well. Yeah, we're absolutely. not going to be able to come close to no, no, his depth of knowledge. Not at so all. If, you, if you're interested in what we're talking about tonight, the show notes is going to have lots of these resources for you to dig deeper into this. So yeah. Yeah. we're just kind of scratching the surface, and we were kind of how it fits in with our Canadian FI journey is what we're trying right. to stay focused on. But he said the if you have a six-figure uh, fun, mm. uh, investment fund, yeah, the biggest impact you can have on the environment is getting rid of the carbon from your fund. Yeah, that was interesting. A bigger impact than not having a kid. Yes. Yeah, which yeah. is like the next worst thing for the planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, well, look how you turned out. Yeah, <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't fully understand the economics of it, even just because I haven't. Dug into dug it. into it. Yeah, it's it's not intuitive. I, no, I think where they're going with that is, and it's you know what's the hot topic and right now is carbon 
yeah carbon credits Absolutely. carbon tax right yeah. so i think i understand the the comment that you're making and because i heard it at the show as well as they said if you divest your hundred thousand or your six-figure portfolio hundred thousand dollar portfolio of high carbon emission stocks companies, yeah. companies you will create a carbon surplus for your own life as well he lightened it to i think air travel and to having children right, right it's yeah your carbon offset is yeah can be done within your portfolio so i don't want to get too far into the weeds on the whole carbon offsetting thing but it's no. a consideration yeah. for this style of investing and now a lot of people will also ask well what is me not being invested in enbridge stop right. stop production and what I understand is that one of the main arguments for that is the less people are willing to invest in something, the harder it is for them to gain capital. So their cost of capital goes up and projects that might have been profitable before are no longer profitable because the cost of capital goes up. And the same is true of green projects. If everybody's investing money in renewable energy, there's a lot of capital there. The cost of that capital is going to go down, maybe making these pro projects more profitable very interesting but how does your pull of equity from the i understand the what brown company yeah how does that impact their impact on the environment well i mean right and that's also going to be a you know a downward force to share prices right right but then i was thinking about it okay so the share prices go down they buy back shares they don't have as much to invest in their projects so yeah, you know it you makes know. sense yeah yeah what? Why are you laughing? <laughs> uh, I was adjusting audio levels. I kind of got lost. There. <laughs> you went into economist and accountant speak. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. It's coming back to the mechanic here. <laughs> Dumb it down a little bit. <laughs> you take this big wrench and then you put it on the bolt. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Now, will we be changing our portfolios? Good question. I feel like I'm compelled to make a change. I don't know why I didn't spend enough time researching this before. Yeah. And I think everything we hear from the, well, I don't know if I want to say pundits, but the the community at large is buy Vigro mm -hmm. or, you know, buy your Canadian index, your international index, your U.S. index, and your emerging markets, and you're done. Your couch potato portfolio, right. three ETFs or one, or just keep it super simple, yeah. buy an index. Right. Never did we stop to consider what's in those indexes. Or how it could impact the environment. Or how it impacts the environment. Because, you know, I've I've cut down on my red meat because it's bad Yeah. for the environment. No, totally. Right? I agree. You know, but do you want to eat, uh, like, lab-made meat instead? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't no. know. Vegetables taste good, though. Yeah, I'm good with vegetables. Yeah. But there's a lot of things I'm doing for the environment because it's a huge issue. Yes. So why not this? Why not you're investing? Yeah. Because we haven't thought of it. I now, think that's so the answer. Here's a little play devil's advocate. If we assume, which I'm not sure we can or not, if we assume that your green investments aren't going to perform as well as just, say, your index fund, yeah. what's going to have a greater impact? Taking your extra return from your index fund and donating it to environmental causes or moving your investments out of that and putting them into green funds and not having the extra funds. But to... now I don't earn uh, compound interest because I've given away all my interest. That's a good point. Right? Yeah, I, I know where you're going with that. And, and I mean, you could make more, you could have more impact with $1,000 donation if the performance value between your social portfolio and your non-socially responsible portfolio is a $1,000 difference in performance. Sure. Right. Right? 
dogs again, eh? <laughs> I need some room to cut this out. If the dogs make noise, just stop so I can. Because <laughs> if you keep talking, it's really hard. <laughs> it's interesting to see though, because episode twenty, anyways. <laughs> God. <laughs> Why does my job as editor get harder? <laughs> we just keep getting worse. <laughs> it's interesting though, because the... the dogs have never been this loud before. I don't think they got to walk today. It's not appearing that they got to walk today. If I send them out, they will try and break back in. Yeah, no. (laughs) Anyhow. So it's interesting, though, because even though we don't have a ton of historical data, it appears from backtesting that it tracks very close to the other indices. Right. So I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen in the future? We don't know. Well, and I mean, to take it on a completely different bet as well, well, if the way of the future is green... And you start investing green now. That seems like a smart idea. Could you not be ahead of the curve and you yeah. might actually see outsized returns right. as more people shift towards this? Yeah. Yes. It, it's, it seems like it could be a growth sector, right? Could be. A, uh, well, we're already... What renewables company were there 10 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. What is there now, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, I think part of the problem, though, for us as FI index investors... Is that now you're investing in managed funds? Not so, necessarily. Okay, but somebody has to decide. Right. Is does that company fit into your into that index or not? Right. Yeah. And like you said, it, do their values match mine? Right. So I think this comes with a lot more responsibility for you, the person choosing. It's a lot your, more work to invest. You, you need to look through and decide. But are yeah. more and more companies are having these funds though which is going to put a lower pressure on management expense ratio and yeah we're going to to talk about some that are available here in a minute but the other thing is like we say with you know getting started with investing just do something absolutely so the green fund you pick is probably better if if you want to invest socially responsibly and do it on the cheap yeah. With time investment, if you pick one, it's probably better than the index that. From that point of view, right? From the social, you've done something. Investing, you've point done of something. View. You've moved from V, right? Grow, to something. Yeah. Well, there's no, there's no all in ones yet. Right. Okay. Right. Right. But I, I do have a list of ETFs I'm gonna give out here shortly. So you you move from VCN to. Why are you leading me into this already? No. <laughs> I'm not ready to I, go there yet. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Uh, I will say that on the t- subject of greenwashing, a lot of people will greenwash things and then charge you a very large amount for said greenwashing. Right. Yes. So exactly. I don't want to name the company outright, Fidelity. Um, <laughs> but they have two funds that I looked at today that are both, I believe they are called uh, Sustainable World Funds. Right. Okay. One is their mutual fund and one is their ETF. Yeah. The ETF has a 0.55 management expense ratio. Not great. Not great. You can live with it. The mutual fund, which literally is the same group of holdings, has a 5% initial sales charge, 1.55% in management fees, and another 0.3% in an admin fee. Holy crap. That's incredible. Uh, sorry, what? Yeah. Yeah. So Fidelity, you're creating a product that is the exact same as another product, and then you're going to sell it to poor 
unsuspecting customers that you're supposed to be helping with their finances, screw you. Yeah. Yeah, that's nasty. Uh, this is where we say our opin- these are our opinions. I think that's a good time. Yeah. Unless yeah. an executive from Fidelity wants to talk to me, then yeah, this is just our opinions. But I'll <laughs> happily give one of them my opinion. <laughs> yeah. As always, the FI Garage is for entertainment purposes only. We are under the influence of alcohol, so it is just our opinions. And that was our shout out to Fidelity. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag you suck. Mutual funds. <laughs> Thanks for that. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Okay, so let's just think about a little bit more about the, the bigger broad spectrum of the topic here of socially responsible investing. It could be that you don't like the way a company operates overseas, and that's why you want to remove it from your portfolio. Apple. <laughs> they've, got, they've gotten better. Have they? They've gotten better. I, but I've yeah. heard they have Nike. improved. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Why are we, we're not supposed to be throwing anybody <laughs> under the bus here. Anyway. It's the bus episode. Everyone's getting thrown under it. I think what you need to think about is if you decide to go down this road, you need to decide how you feel about the companies and what their operations are. Are you okay with oil pipelines but not oil producers? Are you okay right. with you know North American companies that use overseas third world production facilities are you okay with companies that use fossil fuels in their production they use fossil fuels in their production. are you okay with liquor tobacco marijuana yes porn industry is another porn one industry gambling yeah, yeah gambling so i think what we're getting at here is you're going to need to do a little bit of uh, soul searching and come up with what your no-go list is yeah your yeah no-go list right? but the trouble is on a lot of these esg yeah. even if you're think gambling is a great sector to be in yeah they're going to exclude that yeah basically across the board now i did read somewhere today of course i said somewhere because i can't remember what it was but that some of these index funds that because it is the easiest way we're not going to go out and pick all these separate companies right we're going to try and find it and especially in a growth industry picking a company is exactly even more dangerous than normal you've talked about greenwashing but there's these other funds and what they do is they just have they just use less of an allocation within the indices in the index for that particular company, right? It may, I don't understand. It, well, okay. For example, well, okay. Let's pull up an example here so that we can. Uh, he's we can good talk with the example. He's yeah. He's really all over it over there. Oh, he yeah. really perked up when it was. Let's go to an example. Yeah. <laughs> I wish this was on YouTube. <laughs> well, that's because I can read my computer. And so I'd have to stop thinking. Okay. So now I've pulled up a. Canadian index at, at ESG, which is Environmental Social Governments Canadian Index ETF that we can all buy that has a good MER. Anyway, it's got Suncor Energy as one of its top 10 holdings. Wow. Well, in fact, the top 10 holdings of this look pretty similar to my index, my regular index, but right. to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so I guess the point I was making is that somewhere in this index, there's probably going to be some Canadian, maybe there'd be some Canadian mining in there. Right. But if it's a crappy miner and there'll be a lot less than in the normal indices is, is what okay. i'm saying is they're they're making it so they're still buying the miner just less of it some of the, i'm not saying this particular index does right this, this etf but some of them are hmm. like you look at this one you go well suncor energy is right there and i know it's one of like the biggest energy producers in canada yeah we probably can't have a canadian index without having that in it but do you see where i'm going with this yeah, yeah. it gets pretty murky Absolutely. Like it's are they huge are they the area. most socially responsible are they energy company? I don't know that. I don't know that either. Yeah. But luckily, there's people out there trying to figure that out. Right. And a lot of these companies now, there's quite a few research firms that are ranking 
each company yeah. with an ESG ranking. So oh, that, really? So that as an investor, you can have a look at that and right. say, okay, well, you know, they're the best of the worst of yeah. that sector. So I don't know. I just found that there's way too much information for most of us. There is. Yeah. There is a lot I of mean, information. Let's, let's almost call this an advanced strategy. This is not set it and forget it investing. Well, well, but that's, I think, what we're getting at. And with what you just said there is a good time to tell you that you can get an SRI portfolio from Wealthsimple. Right. Who is not sponsoring us yet. Right. <laughs> right. You can. I forgot about that. Okay. So let's talk about that then because that's probably the simplest way yeah. for people in Canada on the path to FI, a lot of them may be already using Wealthsimple because we know the robos are fairly straightforward, yeah. yeah, easy to use. So Wealthsimple has socially responsible investing portfolio that you can choose. But they that's again where it comes into them blanketing what they see as socially responsible. Okay, so I'm going to tell you what funds it holds. Go for it. No. Did you see how he did that? No, I like, didn't. He I didn't. shook and nodded his head at the same time. <laughs> he was just... He was struggling with the alcohol content on this, on Cyclops. this uh, Cyclops. Cyclops. We should be doing this episode. Tropical, hoppy, and balanced no, IPA. It is, is 6.5%. You've got to have yeah. one eye closed while you're drinking this beer. Right. Oh, right. We haven't been doing that right. That's also why I was going like this. <laughs> so Trying the, to locate my mic. Where is it? <laughs> so the well simple, the easiest way, I'd say this is the easiest, and I think Modern Advisor has one as well. Modern Advisor? Yeah. They're, they're another um, robo in Canada. Sorry. I'm oh, okay. Getting off track here. Yeah. The Well Simple. It holds low carbon, uh, which is global stocks with lower carbon exposure than the broader market. It holds an environment ETF, which is Canadian stocks that prioritize environmental and social concerns. It holds a human rights ETF, which is global stocks with a positive record on human rights and corruption. It holds a clean tech ETF, which is clean technology innovators in the developed world. And it holds Canadian federal bonds. So yeah. that's your diversified portfolio right there. Now, I will mention... I have a big problem with that. You're assuming the Canadian government is socially responsible. <laughs> yeah. And that is just not true. I, I, I Let's not even go there. That's dangerously close well, to political. No. Yeah, but here's the thing. Wouldn't... Some sort of green bond, yeah. I know. Be a better use of your bonds in there. I didn't come. Well, simple. I didn't come across any green green bond ETFs yet. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't look that far, but I, I don't. Mean, I tried. You know, yeah. the uh, sustainable economist. He had a four or five model portfolios, right? And a lot of them had Canadian government, government bonds. bonds. I know, and I heard that over and over. In this is like we just assume that the government bonds are. Anyway, yeah. that's, a, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. One of the questions I had about this is that only one of these ETFs is actually a Canadian one on a Canadian index. Right. So you need to take into account, depending on how you're holding this. What the tax consequences What the tax are. consequence, the tax drag on this. Right. Yeah. And, and another uh, something to note is I did do a little bit of digging to have a look at these ones. And you need to be aware that the management expense fee of those underlying ETFs is quite a bit higher. So like right. the human rights one is 0.6%. The uh, clean tech one, oh, I hate that one page has changed between times. But it's, <laughs> they, they, let's they're, put it this way. They're all in like the 0.5 to yeah. 0.8 range. Plus, plus your the well, well simple. simple. So you're over a percent. You're buying, yeah. or, you're, are you buying organic, right? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be. It's more Are expensive you right now to pay the. But we're gonna to get to cheaper ways to buy organic later in the show, right? I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I I just wanted to bring up 
the you were talking about the ESG. There's a website we're going to link to in the show notes called the In- Responsible Investment Association. Yes. Um, of Canada. Of ca- in Canada. In Canada. They don't say of Canada, but they have a bunch of what they've deemed responsible investment products listed. They're, they're kind of like the Canadian authority that sort of oversees. Right. Yeah. But what's interesting to me is they deem something responsible that is a mutual fund charging huge fees. They're not looking at it from that point of view, right? Right. Yeah. But it, but you need to, as the investor, yeah, you need to look at this. Well, absolutely. Is it, is it socially responsible and good governance to rip off your clients? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think it is. So anyhow, the RIA is a good resource uh, in that it lists a bunch of investment products that they deem worthy of your investment dollar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not a good product in that they don't give MERs. You have to click on each one of the products and follow Look it through. It yeah, you know, that's so, the rabbit hole I went down to. Yeah, yeah. so I, it's out there. We'll link it, but yeah, you need to. You need to be. It, they don't make it easy for you. No, you got to have your boots on to wade through this mud. Cause yeah, yeah, it it is somewhat somewhat new. I mean, like I said, it's been around for it's been a subject of discussion for several years, but it hasn't come to the forefront with ways for retail investors to get involved with it until somewhat recently. And by the way, we're we're late to the party. We are a little late to the party. <laughs> Apparently. It's, it's funny, though, because we started talking about it, and then we looked for if anyone had talked about it and suddenly found all of the podcasts this week were about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah, we will, we can totally date ourselves that... No, nah, never mind. No, we, go ahead. I was going to say, it's I, the irony was is we were had this discussion about what we are going to do, and this morning, Tom yeah. Drake dropped his podcast with Tim Nash on socially responsible investing. So, I guess we so. should have got Tim Nash. That was our mistake. Yeah. We're giving every reference to Tim Nash. True. Who is a fee for uh, a fee only advisor? Fee, yeah. Fee for service. Fee for service. Fee yeah. only advisor. Yeah. Who does specialize in doing socially responsible investing? So right. Tim, here's your shout out from the FI Garage. Yeah, absolutely. Our listeners that are interested in this, you can find him on his website that we mentioned earlier. It's the Sustainable Economist, and uh, yeah, he sounds like he knows his shit. Yeah, SustainableEconomist.ca, I think, and it'll be linked. Dot com. Oh, it's dot com. Yeah. What's your uh, economist name? The. <laughs> I think you need a catch. You need like, I get to be money mechanic. When do you get to get to be the the something economist and the something accountant? No, you don't need to qualify it. I like I'd be like he's the bike crashing accountant. I haven't crashed a bike in like now. I'm gonna crash my bike. <laughs> I think it's almost time for a second beer, eh? Yeah, it's beer time. Let's go see what's in the fridge. Look at this. This will stem the flow of the hundreds of emails we get about drinking beer from across Canada because we were able to find a beer from Cape Breton, Nova Scotia. Now, shout out to the money mechanic because you asked the uh, store yeah, associate yeah. anything from out of province. Yeah, and he showed me one beer from Calgary. Right, but turns out he pointed us to the shelf that was totally from out of province. Right, so we succeeded. Yeah. Now, this is much to the chagrin of the accountant when he realized what the price of this beer was. $6 for a beer is not a reasonable price. Not to drink in my own home. So, listeners, you are privileged 
from coast to coast. We are uh, splurging big. I hope it's a good experience. Now it is organic, so hopefully that was another criteria. That was my my criteria. Yeah, social socially responsible beer, right? And this is double socially responsible because fifty cents from every can will fund ocean research and education. No kidding. Such wow. as tracking Nova Scotia's mysterious electric torpedo ray. Does this make you feel better, accountant? I feel a little better. <laughs> also, no torpedo rays were harmed in the making of the beer, says, right. says right here. So it is Big Spruce Brewing out of uh, Cape Breton, Nova Scotia, and this one is called Tag Your It, the Shockingly Good IPA. And it's got one of those electric uh, yeah. stingrays Tor- on there. The torpedo rays. Oh, the torpedo rays. Yeah. Right, right, right. So we've written, uh, I've already said most of what's on the, the can here, but... Uh, the blurb about the actual beer. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, OTN and Big Spruce strike again, bringing you the same tropical, well-balanced IPA you know and love. I, Who is uh, OTN? Yeah, well, uh, I'm not sure. Well, I think it's Ocean Tracking Network. OTN tags and tracks more than 160 species of aquatic animals globally in support of management and conservation. There you go. I think we picked the right beer for the episode. That Ooh. seems, yeah. Yeah. It's socially responsible, it's... but it's expensive for us. <laughs> <laughs> cheers, the... cheers, Nova Scotia. Mm. Uh, That's interesting. Uh, it, it definitely tastes coastal. Yes. Does it taste I like... Think coastal is accurate. Is there's, it... there's different water than we get in BC. Is this it $6 is... worth? As long as 50%, 50 cents went to track and torpedo rays or something. I don't know. Oh, I like it. Yeah? It's sweet, though, isn't it? It is a little sweet. It is. Yeah, it's up there on the sweetness scale for sure. You know, the only problem I have with these is we're really doing a disservice not drinking in a glass. Because you, you don't get the nose. You get your nose it, in there, you do. It's kind of it's got something interesting in there that I'm not sure of. What do you think? I'm just You're watching just, you guys yeah. smell beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. We were talking about... <laughs> Okay, so ETFs. I like it. There is not a ton available for us in Canada. However, I found a good article that I've promptly lost. (laughs) (laughs) It came from uh, advisor.ca. And this probably isn't a place. This is the dated article? No, this one's from March of this year. Oh, okay. 2019. It's not that old. Now, advisor.ca is probably not a place that a lot of us read articles because it's written definitely more to people within the industry. Right. Right. Um, But thank you, Google, for bringing it up. (laughs) And this is is from RBC, which is now RBC and iShares in Canada have kind of teamed up, right? So they've launched a suite of sustainability-focused ETFs that will be managed by BlackRock Asset Management Canada, blah, blah, blah. The important part for us, all that we really care about, is that now there's some ETFs in Canada with a relatively low MER that we can put in our portfolio and get the exposure that we want to these supposedly socially responsible Green companies. companies. And you were saying like 0.2. Yeah, so now, of course, I've lost that page. Of course you have. <laughs> Just click, 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 so, click. It's so hard to edit mouse clicks. This is why you don't have 17,000 tabs open. Right. Well, I notice I'm the only one with a computer that knows anything. Yeah, well, I'm just smart enough I didn't have to open mine. <laughs> I already told you it's about point two. What? <laughs> What's it, what else does he need? Yeah. We're not providing investment advice. This is true. This is a, That is a good point. 
No, but I'm just mad because I had like the exact thing I wanted. <laughs> uh, gonna lose it. <laughs> gonna lose it. And the computer goes against the wall. <laughs> gonna have to edit this all out. <laughs> it's coming out. <laughs> oh, do it. This is a great sequence. The computer just got thrown against the wall. The accountant's throwing beer through his nose. Life is great. Hey, I found them. <laughs> it's hard to cut this shit out. No, this is gold. <laughs> <laughs> the accountant has left the building. <laughs> He'll be back. When you gotta laugh so hard, you've gotta spit out what's yeah, in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's sorting things out. Oh, sorry, listeners. I I really should have cut this out, but uh, you can tell we have fun. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and he's back. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm surprised oh, you. I'm, I'm surprised you kept the floor dry there. Yeah, it was, that was not easy. <laughs> he did do the little panic, the panic look around the yeah. room, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah. oh, man. Wouldn't have been the first time you had to do clean up in this studio. No. No. As I was saying. <sighs> really, I haven't had beer in my nose in a while. It's a feeling. It's not great. So now these are probably the best ETFs that I have found. He's back. <laughs> Just focus focused. right in there. <laughs> if, you, if you go to blackrock.com and you get into the Canadian side of it and you do a, so, a search for uh, ESG ETFs, you will come up with six Canadian ETFs. <laughs> I don't know. I was very serious. You must. I know. I can't look at them right now. <laughs> I'm struggling. So no, they're not all ETFs. Of Canadian companies, though, right? No, that's they're, they Well, this is the nice part, right? This right. is the, there's two bond ETFs. One is a short-term Canadian. One's a Canadian aggregate. So are those green bonds? That's a good question. We don't know. We don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not vouching yeah. for what's in these right. yeah. at all. Yeah. I'm just I saying understand. they exist. Yeah. And they have said that these are the they're ESG. Yeah. Right. And you're gonna have to make up your own mind what they are. But the point I'm making is that you can get a Canadian index. You can get a USA index, you can get a European, and an emerging markets. That's pretty good. That's well, what? I should say international, international and emerging markets. So it covers right. your spectrum. Yeah, right? that covers all the. And they're all point two ish. The management fee, the highest one is point three seven for your emerging markets, which usually is the highest. In yeah. The international point three four. So a pretty respectable price yeah. point if you're a do-it-yourself investor. Yeah. To get involved in this, and I might switch. Yeah. Yeah. You think so? I, I guess really what we're finding is is you're going to need to look and decide yeah. whether you're comfortable with yeah. these. I mean, if you want a simple way to do it, there's an ETF to do it. Right. If you want to make it really complicated, you should probably go talk to a fee-only advisor yeah. and really dig dive. into what you do and do not want. Yeah, exactly. Well, that If I you're mean, a vegan and you don't want to have anything invested in meat or anything like that, then that's fine. Yeah. But figure, you have to figure it out. Well, and that, I mean, because I don't just index fund, I hold some individual stocks as well. And I didn't originally do it for an environmental or social responsibility reason, but I don't hold any oil and gas because 
I only want to buy things now that I'm still going to hold in 40 years. Or coal. You won't buy my coal stock. No, I Even wouldn't. Even though it's on sale. I wouldn't buy your coal stock. <laughs> no. Because I don't think it has a future in 40 years. You would have made 40% if you bought it last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Glad to hear the economist is still trading in penny stocks. No. $10 to 14 Oh, well. Yeah. Good week. <laughs> Uh, it came uh, down though. It came down hard. <laughs> <laughs> still, still underwater. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting point. If you are getting to, because I have some legacy stocks that I wish I didn't have. To be frankly honest. Yeah. Uh, it only costs you five bucks to get rid of them. Uh, not if you've already lost money on them. And I mean, I don't want to get into this. Like, why am I holding them? And right. Like, we can get really off track here. And I don't think anybody's really advocating for that. But we know. No. I know a lot of our listeners are dividend investors. Right. And and so it's it becomes a real question is do you now choose your stocks with the, with another criteria now and it's interesting because dividend stocks are probably harder to come by in the green industries just because it's a younger it's younger business well you're not yeah. going to have aristocrats they haven't been around long enough no yeah. no so is that one of the points where you just do what's less bad right i mean you choose like maybe you look at the industry that you want to the sector that you want to invest in and say who's the least bad in this area yeah but it gets really difficult because then you know you've got to take into account your financial metrics when you're trying to choose something and you go well okay now that one that company looks really good and this one is not quite as good but it's better from an esg or socially responsible this is tough yeah it's yeah. tough yeah i don't know what you do well and I, it's again it comes back to being personal but you could also say, I'm just going to do whatever I think is going to get me the biggest return. And the minute I quote unquote retired, I'm going to spend all my time volunteering and I'll give money back as donations. And maybe that's doing the most social good. But you don't that, know, right? That's kind of akin to, oh, I'm not going to travel until I reach fire. That's right? a fair argument, actually. You're, I didn't think about it. You're that not way. living your life the way you want to. You're saving. Right. So I don't know. I think. The, the conclusion that I got from this, the research that I did was that there are some easy ways in Canada, right? Whether it's through Simple or choosing these ETFs. I'm comfortable with that do-it-yourself Premise, style. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to choosing individual stocks, I don't know if I'm ready to use that as an evaluation factor yet. Right. Because right. it's mostly just Canadian dividend stocks and we're kind of, they are what they are. Yeah. But I think I'm going to have to really dig more into these, into the holdings and really decide what's important to me i value of course you know the environment and the social responsibilities and the governance of companies but i've never really put a lot of thought into it to be perfectly honest as an from an investing point of view right right you just i bought the index fund yeah. like everybody told me to do and there it is right yeah yeah it's interesting right yeah because these are values that we might hold right but we don't take it to the next level i guess so one of the things that i am doing and i've talked about this on the show before is I made a direct bond purchase with Copower Green Bonds. Right. That that's a way of like I feel I'm doing more good. And it's a, not trying to do less evil. And right? that's a good return you got. Right. I got five percent return. Yeah. Um, locked in for five years. So this is one of the considerations: is not liquid. Right. Yeah. Right. And there is some more risk. It's, there is more risk, but you know your alternative is the one point three percent GIC. Yeah, if, or or yeah, or other bond ETFs if, that are yeah not doing very well. Right, right. So I think there's ways that you can look 
and say, how I, can I, I do don't more think good? a bond ETF is this is an alternative with an investment you lock in like that. We're, we're mm. talking about GICs. Oh, I see what you're saying. A individual in bonds illiquid. or yeah, right, illiquid. Sorry, yeah. yes, you're right. So there's co-power. Now I also did come across that there's um, community bonds in Ontario for solar. Right. We'll have to try and look that up because I don't have a link for that. I just heard about them today. We'll try so, and put yeah. it in the show notes. The other one that I think I brought up on a show, didn't I, about World Tree buying trees? Might have been a recent show. Might have been. So I I bought trees. You, no, I think you I haven't talked about. I this don't yet. think you have. Well, we should. No, I don't it, think so. We should have put it in our alternative investing episode. But we that did, was. But we, we didn't, didn't know. We didn't about know about what we didn't yet. know. Right. <laughs> We're always learning. It's that's hopefully yeah. the listeners are learning along with us. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So World Tree. Uh, is based here in Victoria, actually, but it's really yeah. I didn't know that. Head- headquarters is here. Really, but where'd we hear about it? Uh, don't put me on the spot like that. You don't remember? I do. It was from. Oh, uh, it helps it from... if you actually type in the address right. It was. Are from... you ordering pizza? No, I'm <laughs> trying to get to World Tree. <laughs> it was from Robinson Smith, right? When he was on right. a, on a podcast, yeah. And uh, he, he also, he lives in Victoria, of course, and he's rewriting that was, the Smith Maneuver book. That was the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. Anyway, so before we get too far off track here, World Tree, what they do, what they're, they've got a mission, which is what I really believed in, but they, uh, they require you to invest to plant one acre of trees. U.S. dollars? It is U.S. dollars. Yeah. So they will plant an acre on your behalf that will be harvested in 10 years. And let's You not, will fund the planting of one acre. You will acre. fund the planting of one acre, yes. Yeah. Yes. And if you're interested in this idea, I'm not going to go into all the details, but basically what it is, you've funded an acre of trees that will grow for 10 years, and there it's the um, empress tree. They're growing, right. a lot, growing a lot in Asia, but there's a lot They're of... They're engineered. The specific en- empress tree is. No. I read it on the, okay. the website. Yeah. Fair enough. Anyway, it's fast growing. It rejuvenates itself. You don't have to replant it. Yeah. Uh, and it's good for harvest in 10 years. So it's a replacement for lumber, but it's also beneficial in a lot of areas as a shade tree. for Takes the carbon. Growing. Takes a lot of carbon out. So yeah, it's a green investment Yeah, that I've chosen to make as opposed to cutting out my carbon-heavy stocks in my index. Right. So I guess the point, the point is... There's but that's not really true. You didn't make a conscious decision. I'm not going to cut out any carbon stocks, but I'm going to invest in green. Did you? No, I just said that. <laughs> yeah, no. You you just invested in it because you thought it was good yeah. for the environment and a potentially and good for your investment. Pocketbook. Yeah, that's right. It was a potential investment. Well, I, I did going in full well knowing that the indices that we hold globally right. do include companies I probably wouldn't be happy with. Right. If I dug into it. Right. So instead of trying to figure that out and get rid of those, mm-hmm. when there's an opportunity to make a green investment, I chose to make the green investment. Right. 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 I mean, there's a lot more risk. Yeah. I may never see that money again. Right. But I'm okay with that. Hopefully there's trees. At least. It, yeah. As, Hopefully lo- there's, as yeah. long as the trees get planted, you're okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So. Yeah. Right. I don't know. It's, it, I, I think this is a really interesting topic and I think it's going to be something we hear a lot more about yeah there's more and more of this coming online and i think debt investing bonds yeah with green companies or socially responsible companies offer a larger return yeah with with higher risk commensurate with risk yeah. yeah but that will make you feel better right 
That's just why. That's why we drink beer because it makes us feel better. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you laugh it up your nose. You've been <laughs> awfully quiet since the nose incident. Yeah. yeah. Uh, things aren't going real great over here. <laughs> isn't that? Isn't it a great feeling though? Just the burning. <laughs> oh, it's lovely. Yeah. Uh, uh, this beer's grown on me. I'm quite. Oh, you didn't is, like yeah, it this... out of the hop. Uh, it, it, it's it, uh, out of the hop. Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Points at his nose. It's better than the first one. Yes. Yeah. It wins. Nova Scotia beats BC today. Yeah. Do you have any closing comments? Yeah. <laughs> I do. I I'm glad we did this episode because I think it might change my investing philosophy. I don't know if it should change it as much as you should maybe reconsider and see if you're comfortable with it. Right. All right. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to is how comfortable are you with what you're invested in? And do you know that there are other options out there? That's right. Yeah. And I think we're going to see there's going to be more and more and they're going to get better and better. And I th- the only thing that one thing I have concern with is that you get too far away and you get into these really fancy funds that Absolutely. are very catered and managed and you're going to pay a premium for them. Yeah, you really want to avoid paying. Yeah. So from premium. our point of view as investors towards FI, make sure you're aware of the fund fees or the fund costs. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just a really interesting subject and I'm sort of glad that we did a little bit of digging for the research on it. I think we found some options for Canadians. Yeah, there's definitely options out there if you want them. Yeah, even just to start with, and I'm going to track these iShares uh, ETFs that I mentioned. And you know what? I use Questrade. It's free to buy. Yeah. I might just start diverting a little bit of my money into these because I can look directly at the Canadian index, the U.S. index, the international and the emerging, and match it up exactly with the ones, the Vanguard ones I already hold. Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll see what happens over the next year. Yeah. Right? Let it ride. I, sure. I'm up for doing these experiments. I did the Well Simple experiment for the show. Yeah. I We did the Plans Well experiment. We did. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. 0 for 2. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we're 1 for 3 at the end of this one. Well, what did we get? We got the accountants doing the uh, last chance plan password thing. What was it called? Last, last pass. pass. Last pass. So are you. You committed to it earlier guess, in the episode. Did I? Darn, yeah. Okay. All right, well, that's, uh, that's our sort of, uh, it was kind of a felt a little all over the place, but I think it did a, feel all over the place. There's a lot to talk about yeah. for the social responsive investing. Yeah. We're going to put some other links in the show notes. There's a great article from the financial mechanic who's in the United States, came out fairly recently. She covers a lot of good content there, and it's not really that American. I hope you guys had fun tonight. I did. I did until I laughed beer up my nose, and then that really kind of hurt. Laughing at the account was fantastic tonight. Right on. Well, good night. Catch you next time. You can find us on all the usual social media outlets. Send us a comment. Send us your ideas. Thanks for all the comments lately. Yeah, we've had some great comments lately. Oh, okay. Best best news ever. Oh, yeah. We're getting some uh, interprovincial beer. This is the most exciting thing that's happened since... Well, since we started. Everything. Yeah. 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 We, we've made the big time. We're getting beer sent to us. So, that's... I hope it's three I... cans of beer. Well, okay. <laughs> let's not get greedy. I'm happy with one. All right. Till next time. Au revoir. Right.